one. Good morning, traders and investors. The bellwether of the economy is down 11%. The spoos are down, but not much at all. We'll talk about FedEx earnings, uh, talk about UPS. Apparently, the Ozempic drugs and the weight loss drugs make you have less of an appetite for cereal. We'll take a look at General Mills and Winnebago's mm -hmm, on the decline. We'll have a cheerful guest with Anne-Marie Band. I think the over-under on me making her laugh is two. It is Wednesday on Pre-Market Prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, we are looking live at the S&P futures trading down 10 and a half handles, 4809.75. We actually went green last night. I don't know how we did, but we did. Trading just off the uh, pre-market low at 08 and a quarter. Uh, the buck rebounding a little bit up uh, 26 cents at 102.06. Bonds up a half a point at one at 24 and 632. Uh, things are getting a little uh, serious over there in the Red Sea. Crude up 71 cents at 74.65. Gold down five bucks at 20.47.10. Silver down four cents, 24.28. Bitcoin up a grand or down a grand, up 8.55 at 42.43,215. Let's in bring Triple D. Triple D, there was some opportunity for you to get run over last night. Were you able to avoid any disasters? Well, the only opportunity to really get run over was in FedEx because everything else just didn't seem to care. I kept waiting for the sell-off. I kept waiting for other stocks to follow suit because I'm like, this isn't great for the overall economy. FedEx is a bellwether. FedEx delivers a lot of packages. If FedEx is lowering guidance, full sales guidance for 2024, that doesn't sound bullish, but the market just did not seem to care. It still doesn't really care. I mean, yes, the S&P is down nine handles. Yes, there's a few stocks selling off. But, wow, the resilience in this market is borderline unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's by the dip market. And we are we're opening lower. And uh, a couple times that happened last week. They brought it right back up. But that was quad witch expiration. We're, we're still going to be focusing on uh, that close in the S&Ps uh, from Friday. And that was it uh, down at 47.68. So, so far, the post-expiration move has been higher. Let's see if that's going to dictate the move for the next quarter. Let's bring in uh, Money Mitch here. Uh, Mitch, how you doing today? Doing great, team. Uh, ready to get after it, of course. Uh, it was an interesting day yesterday. I uh, attacked it. From the long side, of course, uh, took, I, I took an insane <laughs> nice. amount of positions yesterday. Um, it's, it felt like one of those days where I needed to put some buying power to work. 
right? And I think that that's the important thing is trying to ride the last little juice that we have here. Uh, definitely going into the new year. I do think that we'll see some small caps outperform in the beginning of the year. So I'm trying to ride up some lagging names, things like that. And also maybe just some pure brands, right? Like I, I know this might sound weird, but I even got Disney yesterday. Um, and I feel like uh, we need all, to be looking. All longs? Yeah, all longs. Because the truth is, I mean, there's no reason to get short this market right now. Um, I'm looking for lagged opportunities. Was a reason last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will talk a little bit about that coming right up here. But I, I'm going to be definitely watching also other laggard plays. Um, I've been riding the MOS uh, for like now three or four days. I grabbed like CF. Those are agricultural inputs. Um, looking at, I have still Valero, um, took some profits yesterday, looking for oil to continue to run shipping. I'm all over the place, man. I even got a solar play like max N. Um, so just to kind of give you perspective, you're convinced, you're convinced yeah. now this market's going up. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. At least for the short term into the end of the year, there's, there's what's, what wall are we going to hit here? I don't, it, I don't see it's very important. So I would say. If we can bounce back and actually go green today, I'm fully with you. I want to see and make sure that the FedEx report, which we might as well go into right now, you got it. doesn't make a few people nervous. Um, I'm shocked the S&P is not down 30 handles on this. So, I mean, it just shows you how resilient this market is. So, it's so far, it's a huge victory for the bulls. But give us the details here, Money Mitch, on the report and also the guidance. Q2 EPS coming in here at 399, missing the 419 estimate on EPS. Sales of 22.2 billion miss the 22.39 billion estimate. They do see revenues falling in single digit rate in fiscal year 24, an EPS of 17 to 1850 versus an 1822 consensus. Um, also expecting to do buybacks of $1 billion worth of stocks in fiscal year 24. They see CapEx spending of $5.7 billion. And I saw some interesting news. Of course, this is already kind of a known thing. But of course, FedEx ranks third in U.S. for deliveries behind Amazon and UPS. You know, which one of these is really going to be the best of breed moving forward? Oh, the best of breed moving forward is Amazon. There's no doubt, but you have to pay for that best of breed. And that's the biggest issue is with Amazon, which I'm still long in my wife's long-term account. Um, I'm bringing it back to FedEx, though. I don't know what to say because this has been a bellwether for the economy for a very long time. We've seen times where FedEx goes down 10% and the S&Ps get hammered. We've seen yeah, times I know. rallies and the S&P rallies. It's a very rare event that the market completely ignores FedEx. And maybe it's to your point that Amazon has taken over as the best of breed, or to my point, and maybe, you know, we don't worry about FedEx anymore because they are number three now. And it's, you know, more of an Amazon thing, maybe than an economy thing. That's what the bulls will tell you anyways. I will tell you it's a very important day for the S&P. It is still early. You have a lot of people who are just like, I buy any dip no matter what. And, um, you know, this is the important day. We need the market to hold up after FedEx disappointed here because this is a serious down move. It is a, a, an earnings or a, an, at least um, a, a revenue guidance warning here. Stock is giving back one and a half months of gains. 
I'm not buying it on day one. I mean, if you were trying to buy this at 565 or 265 or 260 or 255 or 250 last night, you continue to be down. So, I mean, it's continued to leak, not really finding, you know, that rip, you know, bounce back here. So, very important day for FedEx, but seasonality, to your point, Mitch, is going to play into this. There are still people hungry for stocks, money managers underinvested, end of the year run, Santa Claus still probably coming to town. So lots of reasons to think about buying the dip on this. I'm going to wait, though, until I see FedEx stabilize here. I'm not buying it at all. Not and there's a, there's, there, there, there's a couple reasons here. First of all, Stop the uh, not buying FedEx or not buying the S&P? Fe, FedEx, FedEx, FedEx. FedEx. Okay. Couple, couple, couple fundamental reasons. Uh, first of all, I just can't believe it is where it is. I mean, I, I kind of looked at this as a, a pandemic stock a lot. I mean, it, it definitely had a surge, you know, at that point. I mean, we still get whatever FedEx, UPS, we still get packages all the time. But I mean, that was like a a like hopefully that's something that's never going to happen again so i'm surprised with people going out and doing more things that this stock even had the rally that it's had second of all towing technically and, and i put and i might be off on this a little bit but you see where this red arrow is this is when uh fedex came out and they had a bad quarter and they warned and that thing went from 240 to 140. I remember that. Remember that? And like Ford came out, like within two days, two companies came out and this thing got absolutely annihilated. Now it turned wow. out, you know, if two months, then it ended up being a good buy. But I, I'm just, you know, I just, I'm not a buyer. I'm just I'm not confident in the stock long term. People are not, I think people are going to the stores. I mean, yeah, you could still get stuff delivered, but I think, I think the whole time highs in for this and, Wait till Amazon comes out with their own planes or something like that. I, I wouldn't want to own this or UPS. So based I mean, the on core that, business, Joel, yeah, your point, the, the core business is under attack from Amazon. We've known that for years. Yeah. Amazon, you know, I have all these random cars that show up delivering stuff. It's not a UPS driver nope. anymore. It's not a FedEx driver. It's, you know, Joe Blow from Kokomo showing up in his, you know, whatever car. It's a different car every single time. These Amazon is delivering their own packages. So that definitely is attacking the core business of FedEx. It is why FedEx traded down to a single-digit PE when it got down. Um, I think it was you know a single-digit PE at one point in time because I checked it. It was like 9 or 10. I think the PE is still 13 or 14. It's still fairly low. So its valuation is depressed well under a market multiple for those reasons that you cite. Um, I do remember the day that they warned back in 2022, and I remember it well. And um, if you could blow it up, it actually wasn't from 240. It was from 205. It closed that day. And it wasn't due to report, but they warned. And oh, they like to be yep. long stocks ahead of the reports. Well, I was long FedEx ahead of the report, <gasps> and they warned. And that thing, I was 205, and this is why you have news up there. I got I saw the warning and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got out of Summit 199, which was like a six point loser. And then I sold and I was like, well, now it's 191. And I ended up selling the rest like 185 and it went to like 165 that day. So here, one, right two here. things. Two things that I really had a bad day. That was a, one of my worst days of the year because I had some size on. So yeah. losing, you know, seven points and then 20 points on the back half of the position is a huge loss, but it was down 40 that day. So two things, you cut your losers as fast as you can, and you watch your news. People who will just ignore news 
are just dead on that. Like, I don't care if FedEx warns. What do you mean you don't care if FedEx warns? <laughs> yeah. Of course you care. <laughs> you know, like when it warns out of the blue. You get the hell out. You're in the position. You get the hell out on that headline. So thank goodness, you know, I'm looking at the Benzinga Pro. The warning comes in. And, you know, I'm able to, you know, at least get out of half of the position quickly. And again, it's not that easy after hours. It's not like you're during the regular session. It's like, oh, I can just sell the whole thing. I'm trying to sell the whole thing. There's just no bidders. You know, you're in something that there's no bids. So I'm like, I'm trying to get out of some stock. It's not like I got 100 shares of the dang thing. So I'm like, I'm trying to get out of it and trying to work out of it. And, you know, it, it was really hard to work out. of. So I remember that well. I believe it was one of my worst days of 2022 just because I, I lost about two days worth of earnings on that one trade, um, which is, you know, which happens. I mean, you're going to get hit with news and I got hit with news. My core strategy is longer and it stocks ahead of reports and it warned three days ahead. So you're, I'm long it and I'm dead. So uh, you said, uh, Joe, what uh, they said in the chat, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to comment in on too that Dennis. Well, he's got some. What's he showing us here? So th this is what oh, delivers right. to my house, man. The Rivian, baby. You got Rivian a Rivian truck there? The Amazon, even on the thing. I've never had one that nice. Look not at in my that. area. They're not. If like you see that. these lights, that's a Rivian wow. truck. They'll tell Did you, you say right Joe from Kokomo? Joe Blow yeah, from I think, yeah. I think do you know? Do you know what said. state Kokomo's in? I have no idea, bro. I have no idea. <laughs> you I don't? didn't even know that was a place. Is it in Michigan? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, Coco, uh, Kokomo, Indiana. Oh Kokomo, yeah, Indiana. Yeah, that's shout, yeah. Out to, shout out to everybody out in Indiana today. Yeah, that is, like I don't know Indiana. where you pulled that one from. That is a new one. I've known you for a hundred years, and I've never heard you say <laughs> yeah, like Joe Blow from Kokomo. <laughs> I've never heard you say that. I've never heard you say that. Okay, and then one more thing before we move on. There's a there's a famous song by a famous band called Kokomo. Way Can down you name Kokomo? Yeah, do you know who what band? Twice. Oh my lord, you are on a roll today. Look at this. I'm all oh. over that. <laughs> How's it go? Bermuda, Jamaica. Jamaica. Come I on, baby. Take you. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I probably put that. I don't. I'm not a huge Beach Boys fan, but I do know that song. It was on my radio when I was growing up nonstop. Those long trips to Florida, you know, going down there. And two songs that would play on the radio. Let's one was stay off the rails song. here. The other one was Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That was the other song that would play on those long trips to Florida. Because here at Christmas time, we always went down to Florida at Christmas time. It was always Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And we were going to see my grandma down in Florida. So it was interesting. <laughs> and someone yeah. in the chat said, isn't, isn't that FedEx like the story of that guy that, you know, just crashed on the plane and lived on the island and making fire <laughs> yeah there you go that's the fedex peak right there when tom hanks <laughs> we get tom hanks love two days in a row on this show we yeah tom there hanks you love. go we were talking about tom hanks yesterday shout it's out a to great movie tom too hanks, castaway man. might have been his best ever that's a phenomenal movie wilson wilson <laughs> Okay, and that's that how uh, Dennis does his dentist work, too, you know, just like <laughs> the, that movie. <laughs> All yeah. right, let's keep going. I, I just want to take technicals on this. Uh, I'll give you the pre-market low, and the pre-market low comes in at 239.36. We're 10 bucks above that. So, you know, you find, you find buyers ahead of that. I'll, I'll say that very, very cautiously. Um, and then the gap to fill in here, who boy, the bottom of yet. Well, I don't know. It may never fill that gap on the upside. Uh, never. Two, 278.50. Oh, and if it does, 
I'll be <laughs> out, I'll be out there with a, a million at two seventy eight forty nine or fifty nine. Nine nine nine. Yeah, I mean, uh, UPS is getting hit off this a little yeah. bit, but that's been yeah. a laggard. Uh, that had a, ooh, that had a triple top going into the report. So uh, that's it. I we're just uh, we'll see how it plays out today. I don't think it's a, a first day. Uh, you know, just buy the dip in after just based on that. That's funny that you remember that from September of twenty two, Dennis. That's a that's a great memory. Sorry to bring that yeah, up because I got murdered on it. You always remember the trades that get murdered <laughs> on. <laughs> I was like, that's my blood splattered all over the screen there on that FedEx warrant earnings warning. But like, you oh didn't God. buy more, Dennis. You didn't money. buy more. Didn't buy more. I'm trying to get out as fast as I possibly can. Like, <laughs> give me a bid. Somebody in the whole world show me a bid. There's no bids. That's <laughs> the bad part about trading after hours. You do get stuck sometimes with no bids. Yeah. That's and like the worst thing you can do after hours, well, on that, you're trying to get out as best you can because you know the sellers are coming in. But, you know, it's like on certain things where – you're like, you got a bad feeling about it. And you're like, I don't really want to be in this stock. The worst thing you can do is start offering it down and offering it down and offering it down. Spooking everybody away. Yeah. I can remember when guys wanted to get short in the pit. You know, like market really be falling hard. And like someone would walk in. Maybe they missed it. They'd be like, bid, bid. Someone give me a bid. You know, no one, everyone look around each other. Then Whoa. some guy. Throws out some low ball bid. It goes sold and then offers it down below that price. Right in, right in the yeah, guy's You can't day. even do that now. You do stuff like that. It's called, that's illegal. You're trying to spoof <laughs> the tape. They were spoofing <laughs> the tape in the pit back in the day. That's all. all they, that's stuff. what they call the spoof. You can't bid when you want to sell. That's spoof. What they call it the spoof, baby. Spoofing. Right? <laughs> spoofing. People go to jail right. for that stuff now. No well, more spoofing in the pit. <laughs> got milk, got cereal. Let's talk a little bit of General Mills action. Q2 adjusted EPS at $1.25, beating the $1.16 estimate. Sales of $5.14 billion missed the $5.35 billion estimate. General Mills say they face slower than expected volume recovery in Q2 amid continued challenges in consumer landscape. General Mills revised fiscal year 24 top line outlook to account for slower volume recovery now sees organic net sales to range down 1% and flat versus previous range of 3 and 4% growth. Um, torn on this one. This has definitely been depressed because of the higher interest rate environment. And if we're going to an environment where interest rates will be declining, that is actually good for stocks like General Mills. So that's actually would be on my shopping list to buy the dip on this thing again you coming on day one um sometimes sometimes it just bounces right back i kind of think you want to buy the dip on general mills so i would be more inclined to buy the dip on general mills than i would be on fedex and there again the reason for that is gis is a pure it's been hit and it hit significantly i mean look at this move that we've had in general mills over the course of this year up at 90 dollars to start the year down to 60 well, it's shown life here in the last month. Why? Because interest rates have started going down. TLT has started going up. Long-term rates have started going down. And that is why GIS has climbed. So now all of a sudden you get a check back right near to that November lows here. 62.40, only a buck away from there. I think buyers come in before that 62.40 level here, Joel. Um, I, I think so too. I'll just be a little bit longer term and, uh, and see if we could uh, stabilize here. The check back here from the low of the move. I'm trying to, I had, remember we had Josh write an article on this when it was back at right near that October low. 
then, yeah. hey, you know, maybe, uh, you know, someone like, you know, talking about low PEs and maybe someone like Warren might be kicking the tires. Well, Warren's not touching this one, but uh, here's a check back here. Um, and now you can look at the 50% retracement, couple lows in this area. Um, I like to see it stabilize, you know, a day or two. I don't know if it's going to turn out to be an Oracle kind of thing, like Oracle, you know, did get, you know, I gave you that the double bottom there before it started to yeah. rally. So um, I'm not selling it down three bucks and I'd like to see it touch stabilize right here. 63.75 still looks like they're selling pressure on it. I can tell you general mills in the past. I know it's like, Oh, it's a sleepy. It's a boring stock on earnings days. This is is it could be wild, really, really wild. So uh, keep your eye out and see if we can stabilize it to $64 area. I, All think, right. I think it's 62.50. That's where I'm looking at. All right. Chat Next. was mentioning uh, they wanted in, someone in the chat wanted to know when Micron's earnings today. So Rob, just I threw it up there. It's four thirty p.m. Yeah. Eastern tonight. Um, so don't miss that. Of course, the bar we'll is high Micron, here. Micron, um, the and then high. also BlackBerry tonight. Yeah. Well, nobody cares about BlackBerry, but <laughs> I, do have, I do have a trading position. I have you guys seen that movie? Course, but... Have you seen the movie BlackBerry? No, I have not. I didn't. You is that should. A movie? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they have like the story of a black. Yeah, it's a they. they it's Dennis. It's a, Waterloo uh, company. Waterloo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They. They. It's. A, it's good. It's a little. You know. They. They. They make that the the, the guy the head of the company uh, look pretty bad. But uh, you you should uh you should watch it. It's uh I, I caught it on it's an on airplane. Um, I don't know if it was a Netflix. Um, I caught it on an airplane. I actually hmm. never even knew that it existed, but. Uh, you should catch it. Talk, talks about Canada. It just talks about the whole thing. And when Apple came out with their phone and stuff, and they were just like, oh, my God. They went from such a huge market share oh, yeah. down to, like, nothing. When uh, Apple comes and attacks your core business, it's not a good sign at all. And this was the darling. BB was the darling. Was B, I think it was BlackBerry. Was, uh, what was it? Oh, I am. am. Rim. Rim Research in Motion, yeah, it was called Research in Motion. What good Waterloo company started up, but yeah, when Apple's coming in, that's a scary thing for your business, man. You don't want Apple attacking you directly, and that's what happened to BlackBerry. Well, tune in to BlackBerry and check out the movie, right? Prime Video or Apple TV will have it for you. The Roku channel has it also, and Vudu, but I think you got to pay for those. So Prime Video and Apple TV, probably your best shot to catch. You know what, what movie I watched on the weekend, which I hadn't watched? I watched Dumb Money. You watched that? Yeah. I did. You, yeah. You watched I did. that? That I paid to watch it. He got, I think it was on Prime. I watched it I paid it too. five bucks to watch that. I got a bag of popcorn. Me and my wife sat down and watched it. I Money. watched it too. Last weekend, we watched it. Did the same way we watched it the same time. I don't yeah. know why we were looking through I, lived I was like, it, I never dude. watched this. I want to see the GameStop story, the roaring cat person. Yeah, yeah it was all about roaring kitty. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. A lot of swearing, a lot of like, you know, some of the stuff was probably unnecessary, you know, the whole side show of everything, but they had to make it interesting, I guess. But I don't know. It was interesting. We kind of lived that story. So I'm like, I know. You, you, I know. Have the I, that's what I said. It. I lived it, dude. I know it. I know. Yeah. Well, know. no, we did, obviously. You know, the GameStop and, you know, every, all the, yeah. It was, it, it was interesting. I'll say that it was interesting. Yeah. Lisa really, she wanted to watch it, and uh, I said, "Okay, you know, it it was it was a good movie. It was pretty good. 
They did a pretty good job. That's well, Doc, I, I, I watched uh, just to mention a, a movie. I mean, we're having a good day, guys. As you can tell, there's not a million stories in the markets today, but um, one that I did we watch just tangents this weekend. No matter what, Mitch. Here, here's a good one, though. Here's a good tangent. WBD Warner Brothers just came out with a movie. What is that movie? Of course, the new Willy Wonka movie, guys. I just watched oh, yeah. it. It was really good. It there's was really another good. Willy Wonka movie. Check How many Willy Wonka movies are there? This one, I think, might be the best one yet. How are you going to... I, I don't Ooh, know. Like, there you go. The best one. Check it out, guys. It's um, such a weird story. And, you know, you think about, like, when would the original one come out? Like, in the 70s, Joel? Yeah, the, original the original one? Oh, with, man. Uh, what was his Gene name? Wilder? Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Yeah. And he did a great job with it. But it's such a weird movie. And 71. then they did the remake. 71. With uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, that one and sucked. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. That, that was one weird, too. So <laughs> there's such a weird movie. I'm like, I watch it with my kids, and I'm like, I just think they're getting weirded out. I don't know. It's such a weird movie. So I know they got another one. Who's playing Who's playing Willy Wonka? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I'm, I'm going to pull up the, we know the actor name. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you know him. Uh, Timothy Ch- Chalamet. Never. Um, so the, the key there is I, I think it it actually tells a really good story. It gives you the background before the oh. golden ticket. Oh. The golden ticket. oh, so it's different. It's like a prequel. Mm. Yeah. It's like a prequel to all the weirdness. Well, hey, check it out, guys. I mean, who knows? Maybe AMC gets a lift. I was at AMC. I'll tell you that much. Um, AMC well, who actually girl- did another offering yesterday. Does this stock do an offering every day? Is this stock like the king of dilution or what? I saw yeah. they don't even care anymore when they do offerings. They like to help their people out, right? They, they did. They, they announced an offering, but they were buying down debt with it. So that's a good thing, I guess. But um, yesterday after hours, it was down a little bit, like a nickel on it here. But holy mackerel, this stock is just. Who, who was the girl that ate the gum that ended up like blowing up? Was that like, back to Willy Wonka. <laughs> Veronica, was, it, was it Veronica? Veronica it's the yeah. weirdest movie ever. Well, listen to this. Listen to this. And I swear this would be my last tangent of the day. Uh, when Emily was Veronica in seventh Salt. grade, they did Willy Wonka. <laughs> and she was she was Veronica. Veronica Salt. Uh, Veruca. Veruca. Veruca Salt. Veruca. Yeah, Veruca Salt. <laughs> and they had a, a, like a, a costume where oh, Violet, Violet, whatever, uh, where she, she blew up. They they designed a costume for her, so yeah, Emily was like, on this, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. I got the song just waiting for you. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Mitch. the Oompa Loompas. Those guys are pretty. Uh-huh. Cool. Violet Beauregard. Uh-huh. Yeah, Violet Beauregard. Oompa do. All right, let's move over. Holy, guys. this is the worst tangent ever. Winnebago Industries oh. here. <laughs> Q1 adjusted EPS at a dollar six misses the dollar twenty estimate. Sales at seven hundred and sixty-three million beat the seven hundred and thirty-one point one five million estimate. What's going on in Winnebago, guys? Is everybody just going to go live in a van? Well, bigger ticket stuff is going to struggle. I figured because you know I I just don't think you know the, the people have the money to buy the bigger ticket stuff. Now, if interest rates start going down. That does become more attractive. So this stock has been depressed. Same reason General Mills has been depressed, um, just because of higher rates. Now all of a sudden, boom! You know, here's a stock that's coming back in the last from 55 to 75. Well, Oof. the higher rate, the lower rates don't work immediately here. So, and you can see that in the earnings, it is a miss. Stock is trading down. It's not down much. It's probably people buying the dip because they're like, 
well, you know what? You know, interest rates are starting to come down. Some more people will start buying Winnebago's next year when the interest rates are lower. So it's a pure interest rate play. Um, if interest rates are going down, it's good for Winnebago. I'm not coming out on day one, though. Uh, I'm not going to talk to fundamentals because I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, gas prices are still high. Those things are big. I do want to rent one for a Michigan football game, but Lisa will not let me drive it. So we're still talking <laughs> about that. Um, my area of interest over the next today or the next few days uh, would be this like 70, 30 area. Um, you, you had three highs in a row, right? It's 70, 50. That's where you broke out from. That's a little bit of a gap. Don't know if you're going to leak down there today, uh, but that's right. To me, that's the first uh, first area of support. Uh, it's in the $70 handle for Winnebago. All right, let's get to some upgrades, downgrade. But in this case, it's nothing but downgrades as Wells Fargo today. Just saying, you know what? We want to poo-poo this market already. Let's 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 get after some names. So downgrades here in three names that I think we definitely need to pay attention to. First one up, Salesforce to equal weight and announcing a 280 price target. What do you guys think about Salesforce? Then we'll move on to the next two. It's just run so far. I mean, $200. This is a lower beta. Like, I know like people argue that, but it, it doesn't move like crazy like some of these other tech names here. It's a mega cap tech name here now. And this is an enormous move from 200 to 260 So yeah. I think it's just gone too far now in two months. Like, that's a big move for CRM. Uh, and, and the other thing is, the, we'll just keep going on tangents here. The Matthew McConaughey commercials. What's going on? <laughs> Like, what are these AI commercials? They're on CNBC, every other commercial. It's that and the and the, and the shower people or whatever that are always on the CNBC commercials. Joel don't watch CNBC enough. To, I don't to watch TV that. enough, man. Yeah, they're changing your shower, and I forget, you know. But but uh, the Salesforce, Matthew McConaughey, it's all weird. Like, it's like, it's AI, and it's got the squirrel with beady eyes. And it's just creeping me out, man. And I don't know if that's what they're trying to accomplish, Salesforce, with this. But they looked. I looked, and they're paying McConaughey ten million dollars for this series of commercials. <laughs> so it's not. It's not just a little bit of money. I just think they're weird. They're just weird commercials. Like Matthew McConaughey did the thing about the environment. Remember, he was like he hired him on, and he was doing the environment ones. Those were kind of nice. He's flying over the world in his balloon and looking down, and you know, talking about the climate, and talking about the environment, and doing better things. Well, that was a good message. What is this message that CRM is trying to convey to us? That AI is just weird? Like, I don't know. I don't understand the message. Uh, we're trading down 344. That's 1.3%. Uh, big old run. Big old gap up day. Was that was that because of a fat? Uh, that was was that because of Jerome when we went? Uh, we had that big leap. I'm I'm looking at this and uh, gap to fill here. I'll just look at the 260 area. That's really uh worth. I think is an area that if you're an investor, uh, that's your two day low. That's holding. I think that that's got to hold. If it holds today, 260 holds today, then it's just like, okay, we're going to build a base. We don't care about the Wells Fargo downgrade. But if you crack 260, I I look out. I look out on the uh, look out on the downside, and uh, it's a it's a decent move. I don't know how much this moves a day, uh, but if you're looking for uh, a gap fill 263.74 uh, was the bottom of yesterday's range for Salesforce. It's a good company. The valuation isn't crazy. You'll see buyers on pullbacks. I mean, I don't know if they're coming in for a three point pullback or if it needs more. I'd love it to check back 
I'm hoping we get to Jan 1 and some of this AI trade comes off a bit and gives us a check back to actually buy these stocks. So it's on, it'd be on my shopping list, but again, just run too far too fast from here. Well, I'd say that Matthew is no Ryan Reynolds, um, but let's move on to Wells Fargo's Ryan downgrade. Ryan Reynolds is awesome. Yeah, DocuSign to underweight. Hmm, what do you guys think about this one? This one's been really pushing strong. I mean, holy moly, that woke up on the daily chart. What do you guys think about that? Well, it's in play. So, yeah. I mean, there's rumors that people are going to be, or a company, somebody sniffing around and looking to buy. And we've said before, I was like, it wouldn't surprise me with the PE of 15 or 16 if some of these rumors are actually something to it, where there's smoke, there could be fire here. So, I do think DocuSign could be on your shopping list. It does scare me that it's just signing documents and everybody does it. I mean, it, it does feel like a one-trick pony here. But the valuation isn't, you know, ridiculously low. And I don't think competition is just coming here. Like in the Zoom, so many things come for it. I mean, DocuSign is just like a verb now, too. Everybody uses that. I mean, you'd sign anything, real estate deal, lawyer, everything is done with DocuSign. So I do think you could buy this on a pullback here. Not sure coming in on day one either. Maybe 55. I think there could be a buyer lurking. I, I don't know if it's a verb. It's not like... What else to... do you use for... I know it'd be yeah, a hard verb to say. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. Let's docu-sign yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a verb. Uh, what else, think, what else think, do you see? I think it's a verb What are the alternatives? Adobe. Uh, no, I'm just going with the verb. I, I'm see, just I use docu-sign. I still use pen and paper, so I still use both. But... <laughs> Guys, why not just Adobe? Well, why not Adobe to buy it? I, no, because Adobe just got blocked on another deal. Remember their they Figma? Go for that again. Their Figma I'll deal, say. they just got blocked. So uh, Adobe's like, yeah, I think we'll stay on the sideline right now. Okay. Uh, okay. They don't want they don't want them buying up any competition, and that was what said um, that, well, that Adobe already has a monopoly going there. The Wells Fargo guy doesn't think that it's getting taken over. Um, we always <laughs> talk about uh, you know rumors and how they persist, and sometimes yeah. if they're out there too long. That they don't happen. Well, look what happened in X. Uh, so, leak. yeah, I, it well, is an X case that just held up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so let's see if it if it holds up a little bit. If it holds up today off the downgrade, then I think there'll be uh, kind of hard to talk about it technically. Um, if I would have had it in you know long and the rumors came out, I probably would have you know run the register. Uh, to see, but I, I think it's an important day, you know, just to see how it reacts because when X, you know, supposedly got the bid on the daily, right? It it held, it held that low that day, and that was out pre-market. This was the the DocuSign thing came out uh, during the day, but you know, if it sets up one of these kind of patterns here at sixty bucks, then I say it deal's still on the table. Last one here for ratings. Then we'll go to our guest, Emery Ban, ready to get after it. Team smash the like. Wells Fargo's downgrade on Zoom video to underweight and announcing a $70 price target. So definitely uh, Wells Fargo definitely stop. coming in today. Okay, the stop. Downgrades. Stop. Zoom video, they're downgrading and announcing an underweight with a $70 price target? Yeah, that's like, what I have. This is their big sell idea and they think it's going to go down two bucks? It's probably going to go down two bucks on their rating. I mean, what the hell is that? You're going to downgrade something to say sell it? So you want me to sell it at 72 and rebuy it at 70? Are you day traders, Wells Fargo? What the hell is that? What is that? Phil Winslow, analyst, Wells Fargo, what do, what do you mean? Get him on the 72? line, Mitch. Get him on the line. Does, does Matt, it mean, is that a mistype? Is it lower than, like, usually when you see sell, they think the stock's going to fall 20 or 30%. 
So you think Zoom is going to fall, and they're usually 12-month targets, $2 over the course of the next year, and you want me to go actively sell that right now to extract that $2 worth of alpha. That's one of the dumbest ratings I've ever seen. Downgrade to neutral with a 70 makes sense. Downgrade to underweight to sell for two bucks? Phil's saying that uh, day traders here, body. He got booted out of a Zoom, so he just doesn't like him much. Yeah, I guess uh, so. If you're going to uh, downgrade to sell, put a 60 on it at least. Yeah, at least, Seven right? I mean, it's there right now. So what am I supposed to do? Sell it on your rating and then rebuy it on your rating because you just knocked it down a buck and a half? Makes no sense. Let's get to our guest time, guys. Smash that like. Let's get it going. Emery Ben, I got to say the best dress today without a doubt. We are struggling, guys. We need to step it up here. Look at the Christmas tree, the background. It's been great following you on Twitter, Emery Ben. I know that you're enjoying the holidays. I saw a lot of action coming from across the pond. Is that true? That is true. I am in London until the new year. Nice. So yeah, it's fun. My my husband actually had them build a Christmas tree for me what? as a surprise when we came into the when we came into the suite. It was very nice. Hey, I know. Hey. Shout out to the husband because yeah. yeah. Are, are you yeah. still watching your Are you still watching your son play hoops? Yes, actually, we saw a game. Uh, two day, We were in Surrey, maybe three days ago. That's yeah. great. Yeah, That's yeah. great. Yeah. Sir so Marie, let's talk markets and the Fed pivot. I know you saw that coming. I I know you just you you, you know you're like you know what they're, they're just gonna they're just gonna pivot. That's what the bond market's telling me. So, Talia, give us your thoughts on that and positioning, and of course, what to do now. Well, I I will tell you that I expected his language to be a little bit um, more hawkish, but with the same delivery. Hey, I'm holding Pat, X, Y, Z. And I do believe that the market's gotten ahead of itself. So the question is, why would I say that? Well, if the average S&P return is over, you know, 20, 30 years is 15%. And we do that in 35 trading days, we might be a little bit ahead of ourselves. And so, you know, this, this business of, um, you just said it a little bit ago about ringing the register. One of the biggest things that's kept me in between the lines and not going on tilt is selling when there are a lot of buyers floating around. And so as things get higher and higher and higher, I'm much more inclined to sell a little bit more of it. Now, uh, rewind to 2020, and you know, I'm looking at all the returns and the dust going, all right, there's no way I'm getting there because of me selling in that space and then having to chase. So I, I suspect that what we're doing is climbing up a series of three-legged chairs that are stacked on each other, and things are getting a little bit... Um, priced a little sweet. So it doesn't mean go out and sell. It doesn't mean go out and buy puts. But what it does mean is keep a little dry powder for the days we have a jolt 
Because when we keep climbing and climbing and climbing, we will have natural liquidation. We will, because what we want to do is those of us that are really active in the market, we want to cover and then wait for the dip and then buy back again. So we're moving in those tighter cycles versus a buy and hold. And the, the thing that's happening to traders right now is they're looking at everything going, oh my gosh, look at how much that is moving up. Look at what is happening. We got to get involved. And that's when things start getting a little bit more rickety as as uh, risk opens up. Yeah, one thing that I'm definitely looking towards is uh, definitely things are rosy right now. I don't think anybody can say otherwise, but it's crazy how big of a flip we came from, right? Uh, just uh, I can remember a month or two ago, everyone was saying the consumer was slowing down, that we were going to see that slowdown. And Jerome even hinted towards that. He said he saw the slowdown coming. Um, He just mentioned the rate cuts there. I think that definitely brought more enthusiasm. And the only time I can remember markets like this is when, let's say, maybe like 2020, when, you know, the Fed was, they say, printing um, Mm -hmm. and definitely riding that enthusiasm. But the only question that I have is, is it just a little bit too much, too fast? Because that's exactly what we're seeing. I'm definitely thinking that at some point, especially in the large cap name, you're going to see some profit taking. But I also started to see some of the laggard plays like the zombie plays really start to wake up with volume. Do you think that maybe we can see that transition actually hold the market up where we start to see some of the large caps sell, but then some of the small caps and mid caps hold the market up? Well, we are in a little bit of a sector rotation right now. If we had taken a look maybe three months ago at what was happening in real estate and, say, industrials, we would see a lot more spotty. uh, If we took everybody and, say, you know, whatever the – what's the – XLI or – Yes. Okay. So if we look at the industrials and we go backwards just a bit, they've been strong for actually a pretty good while. Yeah. But if we take a look at something like real estate, um, which has fallen out of my head in terms of what that uh, ETF is, if we look at like all XLRE, the- like XLRE, we'll see that now they're a lot more green than they were, say, two months ago. And so when we take a look at how the individual components are behaving, it gives us a lot more of a feel of where money is sort of moving. And so we can see that real estate, that industrials, that um, communications, um, those guys are still pulling up those spaces. And so, you know, once again, I still think it's a stock picker's market. And if you start the dash for trash, which I think is what's happening because people are saying, hey, listen, this is down like 85%. It's going to catch a bid. I mean, there's a reason that it's down that far. And so you don't go digging in the rubbish when there are expensive things that you can buy that you know are holding the bid, right? If you look at a monthly chart and you see... Right. If you take a look at the IYR, comparatively speaking, it's only the last two months that we've started this little rally. Right. 
-hmm. And so if you look inside of those components there, you're going to see a lot more participation than you did in the past. And so those dip buyers are a little safer in there than, say, looking at energy, which I think is getting very bifurcated and moving with so much volatility. It's just, it's just incredible, right? It's moving up, it's moving down. Try the XOP. I like looking at that one. It feels, uh, it's got a little bit more volume than, than mm -hmm. the other. But you can see that it's got these massive moves up and then sharp fades and then push-ups. And those spaces are a little bit more dangerous to, to come in and say, hey, I'm just going to, you know, buy that space and mm -hmm. hope for the best. And so I, I think really, if you want to figure out where to go, just take a look at those big groups and individually see how those components are doing. And the more components that are doing well, you can go, all right, well, I can hide in that ETF, but I wait for the dip and then I buy it. And it's hard for people to sit on their hands and wait for these dips. Now, uh, of course, I've been looking at different areas, always thinking about this time of year of looking at like the top three performance and the top three performing sectors and the bottom three performing sectors. And will this kind of flip flop? Of course, we saw that same thing happen last year with technology. Now, one of yep. the areas that I'm looking at, of course, and actually I'll, I'll make it two here and you can let me know which one you kind of like more um, looking at the financials and the utility names. Yeah, um, so, so those are two that hot. setting up. Which one do you like a little bit more? Maybe I we can talk financials. about financials. Financials, financials, yeah. And and I what would you look at? Like, are we looking at like uh, asset management? Are we looking at big banks? What do you, what do you like in this space? You know, I think the big banks because they're the clearing houses <laughs> for everybody else. Um, uh, I think those are the ones to to take a look at. But again. This is not a space that you can blindly just buy and then go to the beach if you're, you know, in Australia, because um, it's the beginning of summertime. So I still say that this is the most patient that a person has to be. And when things run up, listen, if you're sitting at your desk all day and you buy, all right, hey, listen, this is my opening range, it hasn't touched the 15 minute low from the open, I'm buying it today. And I'm going to hold it until it breaks that area. Then you know what, that's fine. You get in, you get out. But for many of us, we're really looking for rotational strength. And the big thing about getting in and staying green is one, you look for absolute strength. And then you look for the lowest risk possible. And so those two things really are what we have to look at. And we can see that the XLF is really starting to put this traction together, but it's moving at the speed of sound right now. And unless we are actively managing day to day as a day trader, it's going to be a lot of risk that we open up, especially if we've gone, you know, 15, 16% in 35, 37 trading days, we're going to take a breath. It's just yeah. the nature of the game.
Seems like renting stocks right now seems to make sense more than kind of, you know, exactly going for a whole new positions here. Right. Uh, I mean, it's very hard to open brand new positions here because like you said it, a lot of these have run. And at some point there's going to be some profit taking. Um, I think that you said it best, too, that when everyone's out there just continuing to buy and buy, there has to be at some point where as traders, especially if we have positions we're looking to sell into. Exactly. You sell into strength and you buy into weakness. But the way you buy into weakness is by allowing the base to hold. Just like um, on the monthly chart here, we can see for a couple of years, this thing was basing, but making higher lows every time it came down. So if you're patient, you, you're, in, you're sitting in a great space. But if you're not patient and you're chasing these longs when you're hearing everybody go, oh, my goodness, I just did whatever, then, you know, it's going to be it's it's going to be a mental exercise of strength. We got one question for you here before we let you go. Uh, and if you got your charts up there, uh, someone asked, what do you think about SoFi, S-O-F-I, trying to go in double digits here? Been some resistance at 10. Any outlook on SoFi talking financials? So, you know, there's a lot of space for recovery. And the big thing is what's changed about SoFi today versus SoFi a year ago? What's their structure like in terms of who's running the show? What have they changed? Are they just moving because they're one of the boats? that has been uh, lifting the tide. And if you put an overlay of SoFi uh, underneath, like if you can overlay the XLF on top of that, you yeah. see that it really is not performing very well, I would imagine. Can, can we do an overlay? Uh, I'll set that up right now. I got you. Go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Wizardry there, Mitch. Of course, of course, we can do I that. I used to remember how to do seconds. that. Yeah, <laughs> me never. <laughs> All right, so let me just share my screen here. I'll it. put it up. Just got to share the screen. So there we go. The Boom. All right, so that yellow line would be representing of the XLF. Right. So you see how it's sort of moving, but it's like the dash for trash. And I think SoFi's made a lot of management mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot. And so my thought is always they're going to continue to be a laggard. So at the end of the day, if they're a laggard, then you wait for something to shake the market. And then you pull back into whatever that big uh, fuchsia line is. Yeah. That purpley uh, thing. Exponential 200. Yeah. Fuchsia. And then, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a, like, like, like my kids will talk in these different colors and I'm like, Look, I, I knew the rainbow, red, orange, red, yellow, red, green, right. blue, and violet, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. I got right, 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 I'm like, yeah. I have no idea what a fuchsia <laughs> So yeah, wait for it to pull back, and then let old old resistance become new support. Right where you're looking at, yeah. you know, don't nice chase throwback. it because I think it's a bad my my experience with. All the things I read about SoFi is that it's a bad business model that is really quite lucky right now 
because the entire group has got traction. Okay, great. Great synopsis of that. Dot 10 is resistance. We'd be on the line with Anne Marie Band, the author of the tradingbook.com. Joining us here on pre-market prep, Anne Marie will dial you up again soon. Thanks for coming on and enjoy London. Thanks so much, everyone. Merry enjoy Christmas. It. Happy New Year. Merry right. Christmas. Thanks, all right, there you go. Even joining us across the pond. So thank you, Anne Marie, definitely for taking the time. Uh, let's get back to the markets here. And I did throw oh, up Anne Marie's uh, Twitter there. So go ahead and take a look, guys, and take a look at some of the pictures from London. It's really nice. So let's take a look. How we doing here, Joel? We we rallying? Well, I finally rally? got I finally got the XLF on there. Now I'm trying to figure out how to get it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joel, Joel's good at this. We, we rallied. We rallied off the uh, up basically the daily swing level of the day, which was oh nine seventy five. We got to eight and a quarter. We're just trying to mosey our way back to mid range here. Um, and if the Bulls want to take control this morning, they want to you know keep this winning streak going. I think we got to get above uh, forty eight sixteen, and then go challenge that closing price, that closing high for the move. At 48, 20 and a quarter. All right, let's move on here. Uh, I was just uh, helping the chat out. They were asking about what happened to CGC. It's a reverse split, so uh, cannabis stock, but just wanted to give oh, you guys. Oh, did it reverse split today? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, one of those ones $5. where it's going to seem. Cents. It's going to seem. It's halted right now. Yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to, it'll reopen, guys. It should, uh, be trading at uh so it's an effective date of share consolidation so they're consolidating the shares um which is actually a good thing in the long run right you jan one pot stocks jan one pot stocks uh dennis on dennis the you list. gonna flip on me you're Look, gonna flip it's on, on the me? list the list continues to grow these are the jan one stocks alibaba well, which is there's big news already. that could happen in canada Pfizer, right? se polaris joel out of that one oil stocks are on there oxy specifically pot stocks <laughs> and for money mitch i added dm which is the dog of all oh, dogs the, the january one the lotto, trade. the lottos baby the lottos if it doesn't hey. work by january 2nd i'm out <laughs> this is a hard list so you don't get married to any of this stuff i got one married thing. to pfizer believe me it's not pretty one thing that I'll say about the, the cannabis trade that could happen right next year is that right now the DEA is reviewing what was recommended by the HHS, of course, for rescheduling that would put them into rescheduling three. And if that would happen, there would be big tax implications for these companies and they could start moving towards getting to the public markets. I always talked about that that's going to be the moment that you really want to pay attention to cannabis. I know a lot of people have thrown them to the corner. But at some point, that's an investment that I think you got to keep your mind on. Uh, let's move over to Microsoft. Um, do you guys like to make songs? You guys have ever made a song, Joel, Dennis? Oh, have I ever written like, a song? Like write a song? Yeah, you no. ever written a song? No, well, now, now you can do it. Just go to Microsoft, right? Copilot. It's it's widely available now for Windows 10s and Windows 11 users and a new extension called Sono uh, allows you to generate your own AI songs. So if you want to create your own AI music, Microsoft has Ooh. the tools now to do it. Um, and this is just part of the songwriters tools. out of business. Taylor Swift, look out. Microsoft is coming after you here. Yeah, that's why the, the um, AI songs be so much better than Taylor. You know, Swift. that's why Hollywood 
in the actors were in the writers and, and that kind of situation was going on because they didn't want AI to be in Hollywood and things like that. Well, you can see it's coming after also the songwriters too here. Um, but it was an interesting headline that I caught there on Microsoft. What are you guys seeing on Microsoft chart? And maybe we can start hmm. wrapping up the, the day. Uh, I see a consolidation here, uh, similar to consolidation that you had back in October. Um, it was a little wonky, but it ended up resolving itself to the upside. So I'd be patient with this one, especially uh, over the last couple of days. We're starting to come into some holiday trading. You're opening up still Microsoft holding up fairly well here. Uh, oh, yesterday's high six cents away. The mark is right there, too. So let's see if you get through that. Oh, boy, there's another high dead area, too. So. I, you know, if you're buying this one off the hop, you want to see a like a 373 bid or a bid at the close. And then uh, the next target on the upside, 377.64. But just, just take a little bit of a breather. Um, I, I think you're going long it for the last few days of the year. Um, I think this is one that money managers will want to buy um, to have in their portfolios for the end of the year. I don't think I want to own it January 1st, but I think I want to own it for the next six, seven trading sessions here. So I think you're actually buying Microsoft um, at this price. I think it's I think it could challenge an all-time high here by the end of the year. So we've got 384. It's 373 here today. I like Microsoft here right now. Yep. Just, but again, support. not long-term because valuation is too extreme for me. And I do think the trade come off after January 1. But just for tier, to your short-term swing traders out here, I like the consolidation. You know, I like the fact that NVIDIA started showing some life, although yesterday it checked back a little bit there. I do think that, you know, you're getting in the seasonality period where they buy the leaders. And what's been more of a leader this year than Microsoft? It just checks all the boxes here. I like it here right now. All right. Well, all right let's go ahead. Let's review the markets here as we wrap up here. It's 858. Um, TLT almost at 100, man. Holy moly. That's it's, been a, This is what's turned the monster. whole market around. This is what has turned everything around has the TLT. I mean, we can say it was the Fed, obviously, recently, but it turned it around in November. Remember, we wrote the article, when the TLT turns, this overall market will turn. That is exactly what happened. Put the IWM on top of the TLT. will make you do it again here, Joel. But the, no, the IWM started blasting off when the TLT started going over 85. It was the Ackman bottom back in October. That was the ultimate bottom. Here, Follow you, Bill Ackman. He knows what he's doing. He covered his TLT shirt right at the bottom. And again, you know, you look Warren Buffett, Bill Ackman, those two people move price. Ackman bottom, TLT, IWM. Keep an eye on it. Still leading the small caps. You can see how it's slightly trading above it, a little bit of outperforming it. And then right when the TLT bottom, look at that action as the IWM woke up right with it. So we'll see if that can continue. I'm up 11% on my TLT purchase. Nice. nice. And people say, well, I go in there. It's 11% in two months. Yeah, can you really right be there. mad about that? Right? I mean, a hell of a trade right there. You don't have to worry about this thing going to zero tomorrow. So uh, I think TLT isn't going to zero. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> exactly. So uh, these are the type of trades that might not seem the sexiest, but can give you nice returns during this time. So good trade there, Dennis. Let's wrap up the market here. What are you guys going to be looking for? What's going to be leading the bus right now? Of course, the bulls are leading the bus. Uh, anything to look for? Maybe a change of tune here, Dennis? Um, I think the rotation will save this market once again. And if FedEx and if you're industrials and if you know you're worried about all that, 
they probably just kind of gravitate back to the Magnificent Seven here today to, to pick up the slack. So I'd be careful shorting Magnificent Seven here today. I've already took, gave you my comments on Microsoft. We haven't even talked about Google, which Google is doing from the information and doing some type of ad um, restructuring and Google's ripping $2 here this morning. But I, I see this morning everything is down. Keep an eye on the Magnificent Seven because we're coming into a period where you're going to think like Santa Claus coming to town probably for those stocks. I mean, nothing works 100% of the time. And we don't know if it's going to work or not. But everything kind of ducks are in a row here for like the Microsoft, for like the Google, just to be strong into the end of the year. And then the rug pull January 1. That's what we want to see. We're laying it all out here, strong into the end of the year. And then I'm hoping for a rug pull January 1. But I think you're, I think you're looking at buying the stocks here for the next few days. Uh, I think the bulls done a good job this morning in wake of that uh, FedEx report. FedEx just kind of hanging out. So even if you're not trading it, keep that on your screen today. Uh, from an S&P perspective here, uh, you're off the pre-market low. I think it's important to uh, uh, get back half of this and challenge that close from yesterday. And on the downside here, you take out that pre-market low, not much underneath that for like another 10, 12 handles if you're looking for uh, a potential support point. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be joined by CC Legator. He's going to call it, uh, come on and talk about the options markets. All right. To wrap things up, I will mention that, guys, don't forget that the Santa Claus rally is really only the five final trading days of the year. That will start on Friday. Yep. And since 1950, the S&P has risen 1.3% on average on those final five trading days. A little statistics there for you guys. So definitely take a look into that. We'll see if we actually start to get a rally. Maybe we get a little bit of some pullback before the official uh, Santa Claus rally. So always be on your toes, guys. Stay nimble. Keep up with the guys. Of course, Joel Alconin, Dennis Dick. You guys see at Spoose, Triple D Trader. That's going to do it for us today. Like always, guys, all information here is for informational purposes only, not to be used as investment advice and opinions do not represent those of Benzinga. Hosts and guests may maintain positions in the securities discussed today. Have a great one, my friend. Dennis, go get after it, man. Poke high, Good baby. Money, <laughs> all right guys now to bring you over to live trading that's coming up next don't go anywhere team we always got a lot more for you guys right here of course on live trading and there's gonna be a big show that i'll be releasing on friday don't miss that guys gonna get you a big 24 market outlook so you guys don't want to miss that you'll get great experts um i did like six interviews guys so you don't want to miss that that's going to be coming to you guys on friday smash the like up next we of course got live trading don't go anywhere team we got a great day for you guys let's see what i can come up with today and of course we got lord ryan on that show so smash the like hit the subscribe and i will see you guys over on live trading that's starting up next <music>